The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Godfather, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Is this how you turned out a Hollywood Pinocchio that uh, cries like a woman? <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? What is that nonsense? Look at You spend time with your family? Sure I do. Good. Because a man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. Mm. You look terrible. I want you to eat. I want you to rest well, and a month from now, this Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. It's too late. They start shooting in a week. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. That famous line, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. And that is from The Godfather. And you heard Marlon Brando there because uh, this week on Inside Hollywood, we're looking into the works of that directing force that is Francis Ford Coppola. We're joined in studio by TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, Lisa Cannon. Lisa, good morning and welcome. Good morning. I think this is the one everyone's been looking forward to, The Godfather. Now, The Godfather, not just one. But two and three as well. Um, yeah. Not that they knew they were going to make three at the beginning, but such was the reception for Godfather 1 that uh, they had to do it. And it, the second one did really well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are iconic, the movies, you know, very much the bedrock of American cinema history. Many people don't know Francis Ford Coppola's work other than The Godfather, which is fair enough because he hasn't actually made many movies, including Apocalypse Now would be another big um, movie, of course, that people would know and love. But he started off, he's in his 80s now, and um, he very much started off his work in theatre, which is a lot where film directors begin because obviously the idea of a live stage and a live sort of snap Scenario is very great because you have to direct it. You have to move with the actors. So he's very much um, has tipped his hat to theatre and how that really got him started. So born in Detroit and Michigan in 1939, he's well into his 80s now. He was actually an honorary graduate of the University of California in Los Angeles. And then, of course, he started working in low-budget films and screenwriting, of course, before transitioning into directing. And he's a force of nature. You know, everybody knows and loves Francis Ford Coppola's work, not only for all the Oscars and accolades he's achieved, but also because his own daughter, Sophia Coppola, is also, also a very directed. established Lost film director. Lost Translation it was the, the one of hers I, Absolutely. I know I've seen. Uh, now, an Italian-American family, um, was there any kind of showbiz in the blood? You know, it's funny because we always think that there might be, but actually even with Clint Eastwood, he's 93 today. Happy birthday, Clint. Um, no, actually, in fact, although a little bit with composer and musicians in the family, really it's, um, you know, it's a very straightforward childhood where he grew up in an Italian-American family family. Now his father, Carmine Coppola was, as I, said, as I mentioned, a composer and musician but his mother was an actress. So an element of, you know, knowing the trade and other. And his yeah. brother then, August Coppola, became a kind of prominent academic and then his father um, He's well, the father of Nicholas Cage. Cage. Now, I did not know that. So Francis Ford Coppola is Nicholas Cage's uncle. That's right. That's right. So th- there is element there but I think the theatre interest was the one that was his passion and storytelling and he participated in loads of school plays as he grew up. But then he moved to New York City and that was the hub that was the eclectic melting pot of where he really got to know the mafiosos and, and the lifestyle that of course entails when uh, when is creating those stories. Now not many people know this and I only know it because you have told me that um, his first feature film as a director was called Dementia 13 also known as The Haunted and The Hunted and it was set in Ireland. 
That's right. It's a low budget horror. Um, it was his first feature film and um, it was released in 1963. So we're going way back here, of course, in the, in the cache of his work. And it was um, produced by Roger Corman, who's an amazing producer and made it as a kind of a three part deal with Corman's production company. And the film revolves around a scheming woman who tries to manipulate her wealthy in-laws while visiting their Irish castle. So he got his break somewhere with a, a, a very <laughs> tenuous link to Ireland. If we're trying to claim him, that's the only bit we that's can, really we can claim. Yes. Now, uh, The Godfather, uh, and this is really what put him on the map, mm-hmm. uh, it came from a book by a guy called Mario Puzo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, the, the book itself obviously was very well known at the time, but because Coppola kind of wrote the screenplay and obviously co-directed it back in 1972, it was really about putting the cultural impact of the mafioso on the map. And of course, The Godfather is essentially all about family. That is really what it is. And there's so many amazing strands around the cultural significance of The Godfather. I mean, not only the story telling the complex characters and the exploration of all the themes of power and morality. But what's interesting is the casting. Marlon Brando, as we just heard from there, he is um, one of the, the world's greatest actors, an iconic performance, of course, and he portrayed Vito Corleone, the patriarch of the Corleone family. But, you know, the improvisation that we can hear in his mouth, it comes mm-hmm. like this, which people often take off, was actually the use of cotton balls in his mouth to create that raspy, iconic full-mouthed speech. But there were so many problems with the Godfather as well, actually. I mean, so difficult for him not probably to speak perfectly. So by stuffing the cotton balls in, then he 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 had to struggle to to speak. Um, He was a given, I suppose, although maybe an unlikely casting there for an old, ageing, about to die Mafia Don. Uh, But Al Pacino, who seems just so right as his son Michael and went on, of course, to be the Godfather uh, later on in the series, um, the studio didn't want him. They didn't want Al Pacino. They thought he was too short, too unknown. And he was only given £35,000 at the time to make the movie, which is very little in, in our standards of day. But he went through a rigorous screen testing process, which is very interesting because although Coppola wanted him, um, this, although, as you mentioned, the studio were hesitant, but they wanted to do a long screen test, five hours of a screen test. I mean, that's an unbelievable amount of work one would have to put in. But he nailed it and, of course, he won the iconic mm-hmm. role. I mean, people don't know this either, but Jack Nicholson wanted the role and turned it down because he wouldn't have enough screen time with Marlon Brando. So there's really interesting facts about The Godfather. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Marlon Brando became next door neighbour of Jack Nicholson or vice versa in, in Hollywood. Now, there were some real life mob connections with the movie. Yeah, um, some actors in The Godfather, of course, had, um, you know, been involved in organised crime crime. So we've Lenny Montana who played Lucia Brassi. He was a former enforcer of the Colombo crime family and you've really dark touches in the movie. I mean, I'm sure we all know the horse's head where the severed horse head is discovered in, in the bed and then, you know, of course that is kind of the catalyst for how Al Pacino goes absolutely berserk. But that was actually filmed using a real horse's head obtained from a dog food company. They used to put it in the freezer <laughs> in between takes so that it wouldn't smell. Um, but it really has such a, an incredible importance in cinema history. Mm-hmm. All the time. Let's hear another clip from The Godfather. You're nothing to me now. You're not a brother. You're not a friend. I don't want to know you or what you do. I don't want to see you at the hotels. I don't want you near my house. When you see our mother, I want to know a day in advance so I won't be there. 
And that was uh, Al Pacino himself as the Godfather in Godfather 2. In Godfather um, 2. Which was absolutely fantastic. Now, it's uh, not just the Godfather trilogy that he is known for. Uh, he's also known for Apocalypse Now. Explain the, the background to that. Yeah, and Apocalypse was actually something I studied in college because it's so long. I mean, it's like the Irishman from Scorsese. You have to sit through hours of it. But it really is an important piece of cinema history. So it um, it began in, in 1976 was the movie but the, the production had so much trouble in it that really it didn't get made for many years afterwards um, not only was it the challenges of the weather conditions the budget overruns and the delays but the health issues affecting cast and crew everybody knows Marlon Brando rejected his Oscar for Godfather 2 but he gained an awful lot of weight so when he went on set they had to manipulate structurally yeah, he, the script he was playing Colonel Walter it. E. Kurtz in Apocalypse Now That's and right. when he finally arrived they just saw my god he's enormous he's enormous and they had to um, move um, their schedule around and rewrite the scripts accordingly because they couldn't actually move them from pillar to post. Very, very sad. Um, but, um, you know, the, the creative solutions that they came to kind of did accommodate the portrayal of the characters. But of course, you have Martin Sheen in there as well. He actually had a, a real life heart attack on set, which again, they introduced into the movie, which you'll see in some of the scenes around that. And uh, poor... Francis Ford Coppola had awful trouble financially. He went bankrupt trying to make this movie. Um, so a lot of the personal struggles came out in the movie itself, but it's regarded as one of the most important movies of the 70s. Mm. Uh, one of the things that is remembered most uh, about Apocalypse Now is the soundtrack. Amazing. The Doors in there, The End and uh, the Ride, Ride of, of the Valkyries. Valkyries. Yeah. yeah, really, really important. And I remember watching it first with my father and I thought, what is this? I mean, really, there's no CGI. All the helicopter explosions and the, uh, the, the Vietnam War is captured immensely perfectly in in that movie but it's a dark movie and if you're to watch it just be prepared <laughs> you're yeah. not going into anything easy watching it, it was but based it's on brilliant. Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness that's right uh, yeah uh, that inspired it now the the uh, going back to Brando who was in that movie as you say having to be manipulated into <laughs> shot and out of shot yep. uh, that rejection of the Oscar for The Godfather yeah that's it wasn't a straightforward so I'm not coming no no it's a it's, it's a very um, uh, interesting angle that Brando took because obviously when he won the Academy Award for Best Actor in his role and um, he boycotted the ceremony as a protest to get kind of the Hollywood Hollywood's treatment of Native Americans and in his place he sent Sakine Littlefeather to decline the award on his path and she actually sadly passed away this year as well so it was about the treatment of Native Americans and, and how he felt around that so that was not the done thing at that particular time. People were shocked. People said he should never have got the Oscar. So there was uproar at that time. Yeah, he's regarded yeah. as one of the greats of modern American cinema. You know, the movies that followed, the mob movies inspired absolutely by uh, The Godfather. But he has turned his hand to wine. That's right. Francis Ford Coppola um, has wine in the Napa Valley region and he's an incredibly gifted winemaker on top of all of the work that he does. But now, I mean, he's in his 80s. He's in, incredibly um, reserved on what he talks about now. He has a little bit of controversy or a little bit like Oliver Stone. You know, he turns his hand to certain political matters. But really, he sits and basks in not only the work that he's created, but his own daughter's work. Sophia Coppola has also directed The Beguiled and, as we said, Lost in Translation. So he allows his other family members to take the mantle yeah. now when it comes to film I, I, directing. I've seen a programme about uh, his Inglenook 
a winery and it right. is impeccably groomed. It is the most beautiful winery imaginable in California. Anyway, that is uh, the, the life and work of Francis Ford Coppola and Lisa Cannon, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Um, oh, breaking news. It's been confirmed that Al Pacino, who is 83, and his partner, Noor Alfala, who is 29. There will be an ITV scandal over that. Anyway, um, they're expecting their first child. Again. That's right. I read that this morning. I was going to say that actually when we were talking, but he's going to be a father at 83. So you have Robert De Niro, our two greats here in The Godfather, both expecting babies. Well, one has had his child, Robert De Niro, and then obviously Al Pacino in their 80s. Remarkable. That's a talking point, isn't it? Do with the Italian <laughs> genes, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Lisa, thank, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.